Since the day she gave me that coveted final rose, my wife, Trista Sutter, has made me a better person. If she can get me to know better, to do better, and to just all around be better, then I'm sure she can do it for you too. You're listening to Better Etc. with my wife and your host, Trista Sutter. everybody, this is Trista, and you are listening to episode 31 of the Better Etc. podcast. Welcome. I hope that you all are having a great day and that you have been able to share this podcast with your friends and family to help them get in on the goodness. And today's episode is definitely all about goodness. It's a very simple episode, a fun one that I wanted to do based on something that I am obsessed with, have been obsessed with for, I don't know, As long as I've known about them, maybe 18 years, give or take. Anyway, my guest today is Scotty Nemeth, and he owns a company called Super Bowls. They make the most amazing acai bowls, and I wanted to have him come on and talk about how to make the perfect acai, but also to talk about acai and its benefits, to talk about the benefits of all the toppings that you can get on your acai bowl. He's been in the industry for a really long time. Actually, he worked for Sambazan Acai for about 17 years, and Sambazan is owned by a guy named Ryan Black. All three of them, Ryan Black, Ryan Sutter, and Scotty Nemeth, played football together at University of Colorado. Go Buffs. And Scotty worked for them for, I think, about 17 years. He talks about it on the podcast. And then he branched out and started his own company in San Clemente. They are just local there, although they do frequent sporting events and conventions like Outdoor Retailer in Denver. We actually saw him there a couple years ago and had the best acai bowl. Oh my gosh, so, so good. I'm really trying to get him to come to Vail and really just spread his wings and go everywhere. But for now, he's just in San Clemente and at these sporting events and conventions. So if you're at a convention and you want to try it out, or if you have a place near you, you should go try an acai bowl. Or the perfect option is to go buy Sambazan acai at your local grocery store or Costco. I buy mine. They're frozen packets at Costco. And I make an acai bowl just about every day. I get into that on the podcast. But my mind was blown on the benefits of the toppings that you can use, like the benefits of bee pollen and goji berries, cacao nibs, coconut, like all of these things that Scotty recommends for people to put in their acai bowls, whether it's for power or endurance or antioxidants or immunity, or even to help with allergies. He was blowing my mind with with the tips and tricks that he was offering up. So I hope that you will continue to listen and learn all about acai. If I haven't said it already, it's spelled A-C-A-I. So if you've ever seen it mentioned anywhere, that's how you pronounce it, acai. Anyway, Scotty is amazing, and I want to thank him for coming on the podcast and sharing his wealth of knowledge all about my favorite fruit. (laughs) Today, for Trista's takes, I wanted to, uh, well, I'm kind of inspired by the fact that we're doing an Ode to Acai episode. I wanted to mention that we were just in Charleston. We We went as a family, and then Max and I stayed back because he had a hockey tournament. 
And we found this place called Pliables. And we, I think, went there just about every day we were there. Even driving out of our way to go there because they had acai bowls, but they also have like banana bowls. They have coconut bowls. You can mix the bowls. They have strawberry bowls. They have uh, chia seed bowls. And they even have soups and stuff. Anyway, if Super Bowls had been in Charleston, I would have gone there. But Pliables was there and they were fantastic. I ended up bringing most of the hockey team back one day and we filled the place up. Everyone loved them. I've, I think I've created uh, some other people who are obsessed with them. So I promise, just go try one. And I feel like you'll probably be addicted just as much as I am. But when we were in Charleston, which, oh my gosh, this town, love it so, so much. I had always wanted to go and finally got the chance because of this hockey tournament. So we decided to go as a family. We went to the beach, like hung out at the beach. We literally didn't even have towels, but we just went and walked the beach. And then just downtown, the historic district. Oh, it's so amazing. I know I've asked for recommendations on Instagram and I'm going to be sharing kind of what our highlights and our recommendations were because people shared some great, great tips about what to do, where to eat, where to stay, all the things in Charleston. So the last night that I was there with Max uh, and two other mom and hockey player couples, we went to kind of a famous restaurant there. It's called Hyman's. Well, it probably is a famous restaurant there, Hyman's Seafood. It was recommended by a friend and also a bunch of people on Instagram. They have waits, a really long wait time. So I thought it was genius that they put these tables outside that people don't sit at to order food. They just have the tables ready for people to just hang out at while they're waiting to come inside. And on the tables, they had plastic cups with these little cards. And there's a bunch of little cards in them. And they were cracking us up. And I wanted to read one of them that I thought was really funny. There were some that were really sweet and some that were really inspiring. This one I just thought was really funny and I wanted to share. So it's called The Circle of Life. And it's it was at Hyman Seafood. <laughs> you can actually check them out on their Facebook page if I'm sure they have posted these somewhere. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, Circle of life. At age four, success is not peeing your pants. At age 12, success is having friends. At age 16, success is having a driver's license. At age 25, success is having sex when married. At age 35, success is having money. At age 50, success is having money. <laughs> At age 60, success is having sex when married. <laughs> At age 70, success is having a driver's license. At age 75, success is having friends. At age 80, success is not peeing in your pants. So there's that big old circle of life. I thought it was hysterical and so cute. So there's my Trista Stakes for the week. I hope that you enjoy this episode with Scotty Nemeth. Thank you so much, Scotty, for coming on the podcast and sharing your wealth of knowledge. Please be sure to go to wherever you're listening to your podcast and click subscribe. Then head down to the reviews, write a review if you could, including episodes that you loved, episodes that you would love to have me do. And also, please hit that five-star rating for us so we can reach more people. Also, I would really appreciate it if you share with your friends and family and 
And also, <laughs> this is a big one I'm finding out. I don't think a lot of people know how to actually access podcasts. So if you have someone in your life that you think wants to get better, I don't know, maybe everybody, please, would you ask them if they know how to download podcasts, know how to access podcasts, and maybe share with them how you do it. Uh, I would do that. I will do that for anybody if they DM me. But of course, I can't do it here because all of you know how to use it because you're listening right now. Anyway, I hope you have a great day. I hope you enjoy the podcast. And before we get to it, here's all about our incredible sponsors. I am so excited to talk to you. Please, everyone, say hi to my friend, Scotty Nemeth. Hi, everyone. <laughs> they can't say hi, but it's okay. We're just going to pretend. Okay, so we kind of go way back. I mean, I know you knew Ryan way before I did. That is true. True story. College. See you. Yep. Yep. Mm -hmm. You guys play football, football together. together. Yeah. And so after we got married, we found out about Sambazon, Acai which was started by a mutual friend of both of yours who also played football with you at CU. His name's Ryan Black. And we were totally enthralled and invested in the company, love acai and everything that it can do for you, the taste of it, all of it. And I thought it would be a really fun little podcast to just have someone who's kind of an expert in acai and... Talk about, you know, bowls and smoothies and all the things acai. So let's start with kind of your journey with Samazon and then Super Bowls and how you got into it. Yeah. So I did my first demo on the hill in Boulder in 2001. Okay. Can't remember the name of the place, but doing little samples. Jeremy Black, Ryan's brother, introduced me to acai. And I was game. I had been from South County, um, Orange County, where they were from. And so we shared in surfing, we shared in skateboarding and, and obviously football. And so he says, if you're up for it, you should demo these products on the hill for us and, and give us a shot. And the hill is like kind of the cool place in Boulder. Right. Yeah. So then I eventually graduated a year later, moved home. And I think my first job was cleaning out the garage at <laughs> for Sambazon. And it was like, hey, that was a good that was a good job. Can you do something else for us? And so yeah. it just sort of grew from there. But yeah, so for the next 11 years, 12 years, I worked for Sambazon as the director of promotions, which my role was events and athlete management and actually kind of interfacing with you guys a little bit. Yep. Right. Yeah, when we would, we I think we went to Sundance and I don't know, a couple of events you also do now. The um, what's the convention in Denver? Oh, outdoor retailer. Outdoor retailer, huge. And I'm sure you do lots more of those everywhere, right? Yeah. So then in 2012, I had already been married a few years and just was looking for more autonomy. So I wound up with, with Ryan's blessing starting a acai bowl concessions business. It was just a little niche that I had found inside of Sambazon. And so I just wanted to pursue it. So that's where the events like outdoor retailer and other sporting events where we were actually selling acai bowls to the participants. And that became our core business for the last 10 years until we kind of hit the COVID bug. But <sighs> things are coming back. They, that's right. Things are coming back. So Sambazon is out of Brazil where you, you were just working in California, correct? In San Clemente? Yeah. yeah. 
So tell me a little bit about assay. It always drives me crazy when people pronounce it incorrectly. <laughs> I don't know why. I take it personally for some reason. The, the first thing I always do is is try to make them feel comfortable. It's Portuguese. It's hard word to say. <laughs> like don't don't worry. You're not a complete idiot for saying it wrong. Right. Although that's what I feel. <laughs> I'm not going to tell you that. Right. So, yeah, we've I've heard it pronounced so many ways. It's embarrassing. I'm sure. But I'm it sure. is hard to say. We don't use the C with the little Sajia uh -huh. down there. So turning a C into an S, we just don't use that very much. So acai is how we say it. Thank you. So I always had like a three-pronged pitch, which was it's good for you, it tastes good, and it's good for the planet. Mm -hmm. And and with food, we always started with why it tastes good. So it tastes like this mix of berries and chocolate, which people are like, what? We love berries. We love chocolate. Yeah. It's good for you. The leading health properties are the antioxidants and the omega fats. Um, there's also some other phytonutrients, but that's those are really like the 30 times. I think that's what it was. 30x uh, the antioxidants of blueberries. Wow. The same fat profile as olive oil. So uh, a lot of the benefits of the Mediterranean diet and the and the oils from the Mediterranean diet align with acai. And then it's good for the planet. So. Farmers are making more money harvesting acai than if they're going to clear cut their land, bring in cattle for grazing and then planting soy. That's kind of like the cycle of deforestation. Okay. So it's tastes good. It's good for you. And it's good for the planet. Like, hello, you need to eat this. No kidding. Seriously, yeah. everybody. And I love that it's becoming more mainstream. I mean, Ryan was just at I think Whole Foods, he might have just been at our local like city market grocery store, but he was like, look what I found. And he brought home the acai pops that they're doing now, which I think is great. And then, of course, companies like yours, Super Bowls. So tell me about Super Bowls and how that started and what exactly you're doing with Super Bowls. So our niche originated from what I felt like was the core benefit of acai back when it was brought out of the Amazon into Rio de Janeiro, mm -hmm. it was really made popular by the Gracie family, the martial arts jujitsu family. Okay. And acai was a training fuel. So in jujitsu, like other martial arts, you're dropping weight, you're, you're training, it's, it's an intense buildup to your competition. Mm -hmm. And then when you're finally make weight, you need to refuel. Or in the midst of competition, you need to be able to fuel with something that's going to be light, give you energy, and help you perform. That's what made Acai, you know, it was this, these badass fighters, yeah. the, the Gracie family, beating everybody up or taking everybody <laughs> down, you know, yeah. introducing this martial art to the world. Yeah. And then, and then this was part of their, their secret diet, you mm -hmm. know, the Gracie diet. So that's what made Acai popular. When we first brought it to the United States... We were going to the U.S. Open. We were going to X Games. We were going to a lot of the surf and skate because a lot of the volleyball tournaments, the AVP. Yeah. Because all of those participants had been to Brazil and had acai on their tours or in their competitions, came to the States and didn't have it. Well, we had it. Yeah. And so right away, everyone's like, give me that. Yeah. So we were going to all these competitions and people were eating bowls in the middle of heats. Um, I remember Rob Machado you know, coming in from a heat the, the year he won the U.S. Open. And he's like, dude, I need something. I got to go back out. It was a semifinal. He's going into the final. And and we happened to be there sampling. And so he's mowing an acai bowl and goes back out. And he's just like, oh, I love it. And awesome. then we went to X Games and we were in front of like all of the 
top athletes. Um, and sure enough, they're eating acai bowls and telling us how, how good they feel. And, and so this idea of acai for performance was inside of like the roots of acai. Yeah. So when I decided to start my company, it was how do we meet the athlete in the midst of competition so that we can fuel them with something that's really like the alternative to pretzels, hot dogs, and, and pizza. Yeah. And so we go to these sporting events, uh, volleyball tournaments, basketball tournaments. We still go to martial arts, jujitsu tournaments. Um, we go to the CrossFit games. We even go to, you know, trade shows, outdoor retailers. So our core business is inside of these venues where the athletes need something to refuel. Yeah. And there's nothing like acai. So right. they, you know, we're like bugs to light. I love it. So you kind of went over the benefits. Now, let's talk about the bowls because I feel like bowls are getting really popular, thankfully, because I am obsessed with them. Obsessed. I have an acai bowl or an acai smoothie every day. No fail. Every day. And what my wish has always been is that you or someone else or me, you know, I know we talked about this during COVID, making something happen in Vail because people here are healthy, very health conscious, they're active, they want the the power and the benefits that come from acai, and no one does it here. It is mind-blowing to me. Someone was doing it in a farmer's market, in our, like, Vail farmer's market that is actually really popular. People come from all over. But one person was doing it, and I'm like, I don't get it. Like, I just don't have the time. Like, when we talked about it, I was so excited about it, but when it comes down to it, I just didn't have the time and I just don't know Casey Glowacki and I have talked about doing it at the Edwards farmer's market right by his restaurant. So I don't know. I, I just wish that more people would come here. So I know it would be so popular because it's popular everywhere that there is an opportunity to take advantage of what you're doing. Like when we saw you at outdoor retailer, and you made us a bowl, I was like, Oh my God, this is so good. If I could have this every day, I'd be a happy woman. I love the popularity of it, but I know that a lot of people are just kind of starting to figure it out. So for people who want to make it at home because they don't have a Super Bowls near them or the delivery options that you offer, how can they do that? Yeah. So the first thing with acai and, and what I see all the time mm -hmm. is people trying to add a bunch of stuff to it because people are used to adding all these things to their smoothie because somehow the more you add to it, the more amazing it's supposed to be. <laughs> right. That's like not what you do with acai at okay. all. Okay. Okay. So my wife is actually from Brazil. Okay. And there's only one way that acai gets made in our home. Um, and she uses, she, so she actually lets the acai packs thaw. Uh-huh. I've soften, thought about that. Yes. She pulls them out lets them soften and only uses the pure acai packs. Uh -huh. Doesn't use the ones that are previously sweetened. Both are good. I eat the previously sweetened ones as popsicles. Um, they do blend easier, but because we want to add in our own sweetener, whether it's honey or banana, or sometimes we even use maple, um, we, don't, we don't start with the, the ones that have sugar in them. We yeah. start with the pure packs with no sugar. So those got to sit out for, I mean, depending on how hot it is, three to five minutes. They have to be soft when you touch them. Yes. We put those in the blender 
and almost add nothing. Really? Almost add no water, no soy milk, no nut milk. Um, we just let them soften. And if for whatever reason it doesn't blend, it's just a touch of water. Uh-huh. And the other thing is when we make a bowl, I, I eat a four pack bowl. I'm not putting one little brick in there. Right. It's like, you're not, the blenders are not made to mix acai bowls and, and they're not meant to be this thick. So yeah, yeah, I'm eating a four pack bowl, but I'm not putting a cup of strawberries and a cup of blueberries and a cup of everything else in there. I'm yeah. just eating acai. Yeah. So when you start adding all these other fruits, your bowl kind of gets like it's diluted from the acai and you think, oh, this doesn't taste like the one I had that was awesome. So I'm going to add more blueberries. And it's like, what? No, don't do that. Um, so with acai, less is more. Cool. You just let it thaw and let it, it's like the blender needs to struggle. Unless you have a Vitamix or a Ninja. Uh-huh. Even if you have a Vitamix and a Ninja, your blender should sound horrible. Mine does. If it sounds horrible, yeah. then you know that it's really thick. It, sh- it shouldn't pour out of the blender. Right. It should like get stuck in there when you're turning it over. So four packs and a banana. And that's, that's the base of my bowl. A whole and I banana. That, a whole banana. A whole banana. Yep. Usually if you put the banana in first, it'll whip it up and then it'll create a little bit of volume for the acai to fall down into. Got it. If the bricks are too frozen, it, it won't mix in the blender. They'll just keep bun- bouncing around and bouncing around. So a little bit of volume with the banana soft acai blend that soup like like ridiculously thick in fact a lot of times we have to turn off the blender open the top smash it down mm-hmm. maybe unplug it just so you don't destroy your blender i've done that before oh no um, yeah, yeah. and uh and then put it back on and turn it on and, and let it make that horrific sound like it's gonna explode and then you know at the end of that you should have the super thick bowl then you have to spatula it out into your bowl. Um, I actually, it's, it's crazy. I like eating it with a wooden bowl and a wooden spoon. Okay. Is there any reason why? Yeah. Ceramic bowls or some of the companies now actually Yeti now makes, um, a bowl. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's for dogs, <laughs> but <laughs> perfect for acai. Yes. Because it keeps it cold. It's an insulated, you know, <sighs> tumbler essentially. Yes. That's such a great idea. I didn't know they had those. Yeah. So I just ate a bowl in one of those yesterday and it, and it like lasted. It didn't just melt and get all soupy on the bottom. Yes. So, so then on top, I'm going acai for performance. I do not go acai, blissed out, Hawaiian style, pina colada. <laughs> uh, you know, like, I can't see you being like that. No. No, I'm going like cacao nibs, hemp seeds coconut, bee pollen, goji berries, mulberries, maca, and uh, I love peanut butter, almond butter. Like, So my bowl's a superfood mega house. Got it. And that's what I think acai is amazing for. You can, it's this perfect conduit to get all of these superfoods into your body that you have on the shelf because you bought them because somebody said gojis are good. And then you're <laughs> like, what do I do with these? Do I just eat them? Do I like trail mix? It's like, dude, put them on acai. Yes. Love well, acai, it. it tastes good with acai, you know? Yes. So, so my bowls are, they're big, they're caloric, you know, because mm-hmm. I'm putting everything in them. I actually don't put granola on my bowls. Um, I just don't need it, um, especially with the cacao. It's crunchy. Okay. You know, the cacao has no sugar. 
coconut, no sugar, mm. um, hemp seeds, no sugar. You know, there's a little bit of sugar in the goji and the mulberries, but um, peanut butter, no sugar. So when, when you, you know, everyone's tripping that acai is this so fattening because it's so sugary. And, and that's like, yeah, if you get it made with a bunch of bananas and strawberries and blueberries yeah. and then the sugar acai and then put granola and honey on top. Yeah, of course, it's sugary. But yeah, the bowls I eat at home. I mean, maybe there's 10 grams of sugar in like a 900 calorie bowl. Wow. That's amazing. I yeah, I feel like there are definitely some people who are turned off by by it thinking that it's probably got too much sugar. You know, Ryan is actually on or trying out a no sugar diet. Right? He's trying to stay away from gluten, sugar, refined sugar and dairy. And so I mean, you're saying like this is total. I mean, he does have acai bowls almost every day, just like me. But I think this is really good news that I don't know that he necessarily thought about the fact that it's relatively sugar free, except for the natural sugars in acai. Which is like minimal, pretty much undetectable. Oh, really? That's that's yeah, awesome, like it's too. Acai, it's, it's basically undetectable. Amazing. You said that you go for the power, you know, you go for the strength and what was your word? Performance. That was the word. Acai for performance. So can you tell me the benefits of those ingredients that you covered, like the cacao and the coconut? And what are those benefits that people might not think about? Because what I do is the whole sugary thing. And I am a very big sweet tooth. So I do almond milk. Acai, the packets, I usually do two or three. And then I have granola and, and well, and a banana. And then I have granola and, and honey sometimes. And so I'm, <laughs> I'm feeding my body with sugar. That's for sure. Yeah. But I'd love to know the benefits of the other ingredients that you mentioned. And I know they're kind of a whole big part of Super Bowls. Yeah. So I'll mention a couple. So I actually learned about cacao nibs when I started doing Ironman. Ah. Because which I don't do, but I started training triathlons. That sounds like I did Ironman. <laughs> I mean, I did do an Ironman, but not Kona. Anyway, got it. So a friend of mine started company, a chocolate company, sold it to Hershey's, and then started another chocolate company in Indo and one in Brazil, and had all wow. this info on it. And he's and he's giving me the lowdown on on cacao, and. He taught me that cacao nibs have some of the actually have more electrolytes oftentimes than coconut. No way. So people are doing the coconut water for yes. electrolytes. And he's like, cacao nibs might have more, depending on how it's harvested, mm-hmm. could have more electrolytes. Mm. Cacao is a vasodilator. Uh-huh. So it's bringing fresh oxygen to the blood. So when you're in endurance sports, that's a big deal, that, right? Yeah, I would say. So we started adding cacao nibs because these guys were competing and we're like, dude, you need this. You know, this is going to help you sustain your your energy. Coconut um, was for fiber and for healthy fats, right? I mean, that's kind of obvious. People know that. It tastes good. Mm-hmm. Um, it adds a little texture, a crunch to the bowl. The cacao adds crunch to the bowl. Mm-hmm. Uh, hemp seeds is really high in omega fats and okay. it's a great veggie protein source. 
So people always ask me, um, hey, what can I put on the bowl to add more protein? Do you have a protein powder? Can I mix in a protein? I'm like, how about we just do, you know, whole foods and add the hemp seed. We actually add chia if you want. Can add peanut butter. Mm-hmm. You know, so we can do bowls that are 30 grams of protein. Yeah. Um, with with all of those ingredients on them. What about bee pollen? So bee pollen, it's actually considered a perfect protein. Okay. Um, so it has all of the essential amino acids in bee pollen. And then bee pollen is helping your body adjust to the natural allergens. So you're actually supposed to have bee pollen that's from your area. Oh. Um, because the bees are collecting the pollen and then you're eating it and you're almost like immunizing yourself huh. against the allergens when you're consuming the bee pollen. You're blowing yeah. my mind. I have bad yeah, it's, allergies. It's, it's huge is... for immunity. So yeah, a little bit of bee pollen will prep your body for the response to the allergens when they come. So cool. I've been taking a little bit of it, just sprinkle a little bit on, yeah. but I did not know that that was a benefit to help with immunity and allergies. Same thing with honey. You want to have honey from your local area. Mm. I never knew why. I always thought it was just to support the industries in your area. But now that makes total sense. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. The bees are collecting the pollen from the flowers. And it's those flowers that are creating, you know, the the allergens or the the natural immunities. Yeah. Immunities. Yeah. Yeah. Building the immunities from those. So that's so great. Goji berries. The research that I've done. And stuff is like people are finding more and more all the time. So yeah. maybe my some of my stuff is a little dated. Um, I don't claim to be like a the expert, expert on goji this. berries. <laughs> yeah, but again, goji. When I was studying this, when I was doing the endurance training, um, goji berries are the one of the only fruits that naturally help the body release HGH, human growth hormone, so recovery. Huh. So. Dude, we should all be eating goji berries and getting buff, you know? Uh-huh. So, and, and then it's esteemed for antioxidants as well. Mulberries is the same thing. Mulberries have a huge amount of resveratrol, which is what people are saying you should drink a bunch of wine for, oh. right? Because you get the, the benefits of resveratrol, which is um, like an anti-aging and um, a recovery antioxidant. Mm-hmm. Um, mulberries are so good too. Like nobody knows, nobody eats them and they're easily my favorite topping. Really? Um, yeah. There's these like little grape clusters that, uh-huh. that like shrink into, so they're like mini, mini, you know, grape clusters, but they're, they're sweet, but not too sweet. And they're just chewy and they're, they're the best and they go amazing with acai. Are they in the produce section? Where no, are they? They'll only come dried. Okay. You'll only, you'll only see them dry. They're like, there's some local farms around me that sell them. There's purple and there's white, like from Turkey and like Middle East. So it doesn't matter where you buy them from, just buy them. I mean, everything I do is organic. Yeah. um, Same. Because I believe in that. I I think there probably is some, some credibility to like origins of where we're buying stuff. Okay. But I don't know, like specifically mulberries where they, you know, where the best mulberries are grown. Um, and you talked about the bulls. What if, so I try to make Max a, especially because he likes um, a smoothie because it's easier to just give it to him and he can drink it on the way to school. I know that you said you have a bowl every day and you don't use anything except maybe a little bit of water and a banana, but how, how would you say to change it up and make a smoothie? Should I just add almond milk or whatever kind of milk or liquid I like, and then it's the perfect smoothie, or do you suggest something else? 
Yeah, I think with the smoothie, I would add more fruits. I think it's also the great spot to add greens mm-hmm. um, because you're drinking them and, and it's not, you don't see them as much. I mean, you see them in the glass or, I mean, if it's in glass, but sometimes it's, it's not opaque. So you can drink the greens easier and you can kind of hide them easier. So, you know, I know that that's what we do for our girls um, with the smoothies. Um, you know, okay. So here's a point with us. I, I don't think you can mess up a smoothie as easy as you could mess up a bowl. Yeah. Right. It's like nobody gets a bowl. And so they think that they're making a bowl and it winds up actually being a smoothie in a bowl, which is like not it at all. All So you have more you have more grace, you know, more forgiveness with the with the smoothie. Um, But here's something that I would consider. Acai is an oily fruit. Uh Right. It's got the the palm oil. Okay. You want to mix it with other oily fruits. Oh, okay. You actually, it it you, it doesn't go as well. Certainly doesn't go well with citrus. Okay. Like like orange juice and acai is just not good. Pineapple is just not good. You know, yep. lemon and lime. No, thank you. But people are used to putting pineapples and oranges in smoothies, so yeah. they just make in their smoothie. So it doesn't even really you're not even really supposed to mix it with um, like strawberries, bananas, or blueberries because those are all sweet fruits. Oh, okay. So an example of another oily fruit would be like an avocado. Oh, really? Again, it's fatty. And now you're having fatty acai and a fatty avocado, but those actually mix a lot better Hmm. than when you're adding a lot of the sweet fruits to it. Yeah. So um, almond milk is a great thing to add to it. Hemp seed is, you know, hemp milk. Okay. Really easy to make hemp milk. It's you put in a quarter cup of hemp seed and a cup of water and blend it slow, and you're making like delicious hemp milk. It's it's seconds. Oh my gosh, love um, that! Never knew. Yeah, and it's and it's fresh versus your almond milk, which you probably you know maybe you're making it fresh. I don't know, but if you're yeah. buying it in a store, you're getting all of the other ingredients to keep it fresh and all the preservatives in it. Yep. Versus being able to make your milk in seconds with hemp milk. So a, a fresh hemp milk bowl is really good. And using hemp milk to with your smoothie is another easy one too. Um, and then considering adding in more of the like oily fruits or even oily nuts yep. to, to that is uh, it's a better combo for the acai. Awesome. I have never even thought of these things. You're so good at this, Scotty. <laughs> it's a long time ago. I mean, I know, right? It's been, gosh, all 20 years, right? Yeah. That you've been working with Acai. That's really crazy to me. 20 years. That's, I mean, that just to me is how long about we've been married. So that's just blows my mind. Okay. So this is a question that I ask all of my guests and it can be related to Acai, to Super Bowls, to whatever you want. Scotty Nemeth, how do you plan on being better tomorrow? So. Um, I do train martial arts. Yep. And in the martial arts system, um, you get various belts. So white, blue, purple, brown, black. Yep. It's really easy to, um, as you're climbing up the ranks, you're always trying to like um, size up who, you know, who all the other brown belts or who are the other purple belts? Uh-huh. And, and am I as good as them? And am I, you know, can I take them? Or are they going to get me? And that's not the right way to think of it. The right way to think of it is not, am I as good as the other brown belts? But the right way to think of it is, am I 
better as a brown belt than I was as a white belt. Mm, Is the brown belt version of myself better than the white belt version of myself? And the answer to that, as long as you're learning something every day Mm -hmm. and just improving every day is always yes. I don't know if that's exactly the answer, but I know that that's one of the things we learn in, in, as we're training is, you know, you check your ego at the door Mm -hmm. and you just try to make an improvement in your game and be better today than I was yesterday. Well, I mean, that's exactly why I do this podcast. It's helping people in all different kinds of ways, including how to make the best acai bowl, uh, how to be better versions of themselves. So I think that's a great answer. Yeah. There's also one more on there. The idea of having a white belt mentality Mm -hmm. every day is a big deal. So what is a white belt mentality? You're coming in, you have no idea what's going on, and I'm just willing to learn. I'm willing to hear from people. I'm, you know, my dad always talked about being coachable yeah, and wanting to learn and, and all these experiences. We just took our kids to um, Bryce Canyon. Amazing. And right. we're driving the buggy and my kid's riding a horse for the first time. And I'm just watching her whole world open up because we're giving her these new experiences. And I'm, and then here my wife and I, like, we don't want to go outside because it's so cold. And it's like... <laughs> Like, right. what are we like? We're such dorks, you right. know, like get outside. And, and somehow we close that door for new experiences the older we get. Yeah. And I think that's a miss. I think we need to keep that door open. So true. So true. I, I think that's the one of the beauties of being parents is seeing the world through your kids eyes and kind of getting back to what childhood is all about and just experiencing life, you know? Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Hey, where can people find out more information about Super Bowls or you? Yeah, I mean, right now we're really only in Southern California. Yep. Um, doing our bowl delivery. <clears throat> Otherwise, we're at convention centers and stadiums and sports complexes around the country. So yep. if you're at a sporting event, just have a look around and see if maybe there's an outside bowl. If so, it's probably us. Awesome. Okay, well, I uh, we need to talk more about acai bowls whenever I can find the time <laughs> to bring them to bail. Get Casey to do this. I know. Seriously. Come on, Casey. Come on, Casey. If you're listening, I'm gonna write him and be like, "You have to listen to this episode." Okay. Right. Thank okay. you so much. Here. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening today. I truly appreciate each and every one of you, and I hope that this episode has allowed you to become a better version of yourself in some small or even a big way. Please head to wherever you listen to your podcast and click subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. Also head on over to the ratings and give us a five-star rating. But also if you could write a review, that would be amazing on whatever you have enjoyed listening to and what you would like to hear of more. If you enjoy these episodes, or even if you think somebody else might enjoy them, please pass it on to a friend or a family member. To find me, you can go to Instagram at Trista Sutter or Facebook at Trista Sutter fan page. Thank you so much again. Have a great day.